0: Hello folks, welcome to Notoriously Episcopalian, a podcast of sermons from me, Kelly Hudlow, an itinerant Episcopal priest in Alabama. Thanks for listening. This is a sermon for the 14th Sunday after Pentecost, September eleventh, 2022, offered at the Episcopal Church of the Messiah in Heflin, Alabama. Principal text for the sermon is Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 10, Jesus' parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A hallmark of Jesus' teachings throughout the Gospels are parables. They show up all over the place. Sometimes they're just a sentence or a single sort of image, or they are longer sort of short sketches of stories, or sometimes they can be quite elaborate, but parables storytelling is the principal way that Jesus chose to teach those who were following him. Now the power of Jesus's parables is not necessarily in how cleverly they are crafted or how clever each of the characters are but is in the fact that when you listen to a parable of Jesus There are multiple layers of meaning that you can get from a parable. Within the gospel story, parables can speak to and challenge and confound the disciples. They also challenge and confound the crowds that are following Jesus. They even can stop the Pharisees and the scribes, the ones that are supposed to know it all, in their tracks and are left wondering. Because so many parables survive into the gospels, it's clear that in the early church, when we first began gathering to remember and recount the life of Jesus and his teachings, these parables were so important that we wrote them down and have held on to them so carefully because we know that there is something about these parables and their connections to Jesus that matters. So, 2,000 years later, we approach Jesus' parables, still wrestling with the many meanings that they offer and finding new meanings based on our new context and world that we live in. And we stand just as challenged and oftentimes just as confused as the first hearers of these stories when Jesus told them. Now, this morning, we get two of Jesus's most familiar parables, right? We get the parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin. As you heard the reading of the gospel this morning, I wonder, where did you put yourself in the story that Jesus was telling As you heard Jesus talk of a shepherd that left 99 perfectly good sheep to go searching for one, did you find yourself connecting with the shepherd? Were you among the 99 sheep in the sheepfold watching as your shepherd walks away? Were you the lost sheep helplessly trapped in the bramble hoping that someone would come and find you? Were you the neighbors and friends and other shepherds that stood there watching confused as this shepherd made this seemingly nonsense sort of decision of leaving the flock to go find one sheep? Or as you heard Jesus tell the story of the woman, did you feel the woman's sense of loss as she realizes that something that she values greatly is missing? Or did you find yourself as one of the neighbors standing there confused when she invites you to a party to celebrate finding a lost coin? Where you find yourself in each of these parables most likely affects the meaning that you get from them. Perhaps you feel lost this morning. Or perhaps you feel like someone that is searching for something that you are missing that was very dear to you. There is certainly good news for you here in these parables. But maybe you found yourself with the other 99 sheep safely in the sheepfold. Or the nine coins stowed away in the drawer. Or the community watching the extraordinary efforts of a shepherd and a woman to find what was lost. What then of these parables, what good news do they have for us? In the larger setting of the gospel, Jesus has already turned his face towards Jerusalem and these teachings that that are offered over these last several chapters all build up to the final entrance into Jerusalem and to the cross. But in our immediate setting, the opening line of this passage for these parables is that all the tax collectors and sinners were coming to Jesus to listen to him. And then we are told that the Pharisees and the scribes are complaining that Jesus is welcoming these sinners and eating with them. The Pharisees and scribes, of course, have broken bread with Jesus. And maybe they're irritated that their reputation will be sullied because here's Jesus now eating with tax collectors and sinners. Or maybe they're irritated because these people are listening to Jesus. They are showing up. They are wanting to follow Jesus. And so what Jesus is doing is working. And so now these people that they once had said were undesirable suddenly are sitting at the same tables where they are. It's in response to the Pharisees and scribes complaints about who Jesus is choosing to spend time with that we get these two parables, which makes me think that there is not just good news, for the lost or the searching. But there is good news for the found, for those that are already righteous, for those that are already following the path, for those that are already sitting in church on Sunday morning. These are parables not just for the lost or the searching, but they're also parables for preaching to the choir, so to speak. He's talking to the 99 safely in the sheepfold as much as he is talking to the one that is lost. And while maybe it makes us uncomfortable, or maybe we don't think about the fact that we come to church on Sunday mornings would make us closer to the Pharisees and the scribes than it would the tax collectors and the sinners, and we don't want to be in that part of the story because we have cast them as the bad guys, but here we are, here we are, the faithful and the practicing and the devout here on Sunday morning, and there is good news for us too. When we stand here, as Pharisee, scribe, remember the scribes were lawyers. As Pharisees, scribes, as 99 sheep in the sheepfold, as silver coins tucked away safely in the box, we stand here and we get to bear witness to the awesome and abundant grace of God that recklessly goes out and searches and finds the lost. It's God that seeks, it is God that finds, it is God that saves, and it's God that brings home to us. And so we are maybe the community around the shepherd and the woman standing there perhaps confused at God's lavish love, but we are not tasked with determining the worth of the sheep or the coin that is found. We're not tasked with approval or determining what the conditions of membership should be. Jesus makes it clear that what we are tasked with doing is simply rejoicing at what God has done. Our part of this story is to take part in the heavenly celebration of angels singing, of God's own heart rejoicing at one sinner being found and being saved, of being returned to what was rightfully theirs. So as the church, as the body of Christ This morning, the good news that these parables offer us is that we are called to a ministry of joy-filled celebration as we bear witness to God's abundant love. That was the challenge to the Pharisees and the scribes. That's what Jesus was saying, is you can stand there and you can grumble and gripe, or you can join the party that God is throwing for all of us. So this morning, as church, we can celebrate joyfully the good news that what was lost, including us, has been found and has been returned to the rightful place in God's heart. So let us not grumble or be grumpy sheep. Let us rejoice at the wonderful love that God has offered. Amen.